Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello? Hello. 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 Good morning. How are you? Hi. I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Doing okay. Doing okay. We had a stormy night in Oklahoma. With thunderstorms? Oh no, tornadoes everywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was... oh, that's what you guys. That's what you guys do. <laughs> yeah, we do the tornadoes. We do the Dorothy thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, okay, four dogs, two kids. My mom, my dad, my brother were in for a few minutes. They're they're going. They were on their way to St. Louis, and they stopped. And Tom was in Arkansas yesterday, so he was driving back home through the storm. It was just crazy night. <laughs> mm. Twisters, twisters everywhere. So, um, anyway, it looks like you are um, making a lot of progress here. How did that feel? It felt good. I, I um, was able to plow through, and um, it, it really helped that Chapter 10 was not really that involved. Um, yeah. Because I never know. But when I looked at it, it didn't seem like it needed a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel good about that. Okay, great. Well, I've got a, a couple of notes here that I want to run through with you. Um, and my notes start on page 95, my page 95, um, which is... It, well, it's the the end of the first paragraph of chapter eight. Let me scroll to it. Um, okay. Mine's a little different. It's not the end of the chapter. Uh, give give me Uh-oh. the uh, he- heading that you're talking about. Well, on chapter eight, the very beginning, we have the poem. Oh, and then oh, we... wait, wait, wait. Here, let me scroll up to the beginning of eight, then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first paragraph begins. Okay, I was at seven. Book. Wait a minute. Here, let me just. I was at seven, and I'm scrolling to eight. Scrolling. Seems like the only exact way to do it. Okay, I'm at the beginning of eight. At the beginning of eight? Okay. The final sentence of the paragraph in our pursuit of wholeness? Oh, okay. Well, um, so where in eight do I go to? It's the very first paragraph. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it starts with, in this book, the symposium, and it ends with the last sentence, in our pursuit of wholeness, love takes many forms as the following story illustrates. I, I, here I had trouble with the word forms because we're talking about forms. 
So I'm like, okay, man, maybe the reader could get confused there too. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not hung up on that. I was trying to be cute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at times, you know, I can tell that you're apprehensive, and I'm. I, it's not a big deal to me. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, love takes what? I mean, do. You... Oh, I can find another definition. Um. I I was just playing with the word form. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, here, you know, playing with the word form, I don't think is okay. Okay. (laughs) It just makes it confusing. And love is confusing enough, as we know. All right. I I have a note to come up with a new word. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. In the paragraph that starts with the woman and and the program director. Got it. Okay. Um, it's the sentence that begins with the explanations that reveal the purpose of our suffering. Correct. I I thought, um, you know, the purpose of suffering is one of those things that people really get triggered by. And what I was thinking there is to replace purpose with the seemingly hidden agenda of our suffering. I think that's what it is because it's got a it's got a purpose, but purpose is is a scary word. That's very good. Okay, I I I, I get your point. Mhm. I may be okay. easy today. I know, I know. I'm I'm like ready to have a conversation. <laughs> it's like okay, right. all right, let's go, let's go. Um, then. It's it's several paragraphs down that starts with religious dogma. Got it. Actually, it doesn't start with, I think, yeah, it does start with religious dogma. Yeah, okay. So religious dogma that teaches that the bitterness in our mouth is somehow precious to the divine, that suffering leads to wholeness or is preferable to God complicates matters. It, it's a, um, that's a little bit of a clunky sentence, and it's such a clunky concept anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it, it is true. Because um, God does provide suffering as a path to wholeness. But we think that, uh, but we just don't understand how that process really works well i think i'm trying i I think what you're saying is true of course but i think i'm getting another nuance which is that um and it's definitely what i was raised with uh is that uh suffering uh is desirable to god and that if you suffer it's actually um a good thing yeah and you know what that's true in many ways but then we we take it into self-punishment as the suffering rather than the circumstance that caused the suffering showed me where I was out of alignment, right? Exactly, right. And and the nuance I'm trying to get across is that um, God wants pain and it's almost like he 
is an immature twit and um, pain makes him feel good. Yeah, yeah, masochistic God, the masochistic God. Right, so I'm trying to articulate that is what I'm trying to do. That's tough, isn't it? Well, apparently I failed, um, <laughs> but I, I could try again. I mean. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, later on when we get into terrorism, we get into martyrdom and noble cause and, and things of that nature. Um, I I think it's like this. I think it's like, um, you know, when you're punishing a child, the child isn't going to have the uh, understanding that the punishment is going to lead to a better life. Later on, the child has a perception of when I suffer, you know, I, I, I suffer when I get in trouble, right? Well, 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 well here, here, here's where I get a little bit of a clunk myself. Um, mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is uh, very true. So, so I have no dispute with you about the points you're trying to make. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to make the one point, and only one point, is that mm-hmm. somehow uh, suffering is precious to God. Or that, mm-hmm. well, I can find different ways to mention that, but that, um, that, that God wants this for its own sort of narcissistic pleasure like a bully. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the only point I'm trying to make. I think I articulate all those other points throughout the whole book. Okay. Well, let's switch up that sentence a little bit to to bring that point in because I think what you're what you're trying to say is religious religious dogma confuses people by teaching that the bitterness in, in our mouth is somehow precious to the divine, that suffering leads to holiness. Yeah. So instead of teaches, I think it confuses. That's what it is. Actually, thank you for making it simple because I actually was just trying to make a simple point. Yeah. Um, but but there are people that really, I mean, I grew up with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, could you st- just state that out again? I, I, I have a problem in that my, I was trying to get to see, I, it's really confusing to me that my earphones that look like nothing was wrong with them somehow don't work now. Um, so I have to hold it so I can't type as efficiently, and I'm a bad typer to begin with. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, could you state that sentence again because it's in a real simple. Yeah. Religious dogma confuses us by stating that the bitterness in our mouth is somehow precious to the divine. So in, instead of that teaches, it confuses us by stating And then, and then I should just end a sentence there. No, I think it, I think it ends with um, God. God. Okay, great. And and I'll just take off that end. I'm actually happy with that because that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, good, good. Um, then the next sentence: promises of heavenly rewards in the afterworld after a lifetime of suffering, martyrdom, or sacrifice can comfort believe, can comfort believers initially, but ultimately confounds because on some level, most people intuitively sense the following. Um, I, I, I think that some believers is, is what I'm getting confused by here. 
maybe it's uh, martyr, martyrdom or sacrifice, can be comforting initially. That's Let me take fine. out the believers. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, it was more streamlined to begin with, and I was just trying to clarify it, and uh, and you were re-clarifying it. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Okay, cool. I'm done with that. Okay. Scrolling along, scrolling along. Okay. Um, when I get to the the uh, paragraph just before the quote from Plotinus, Pleasure and Pain. Yes. Here's what here's what I'm feeling about that. Um, if you tell us what Plotinus is going to remind us of before we've had a chance to read it and go, oh my God, this is one of the most brilliant statements I've ever read in my whole entire life. Because it is. <laughs> it, it, it's almost like telling us how the movie ends before we watch the movie. I'd be happy to change that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I, I take different tacks, and you know, I. So, so, what? How would you want me to do? It? Just to skip the whole in- intro? I think so. I think so. And we yeah. just, so, love begets love, and force begets a variety of reactions that can include. Yeah. Uh, Look within to extract the delusion that creates your misery and blocks the flow of love. And then we have this thing to uh, ponder by Plotinus, and then we go into Mary's story. Oh, okay, I'll be happy to take the whole thing out. You know, the, the, this was one where I did get an, an intuitive hit that I needed to put a quote from the new book. And... Um, and then I went through the, you know, because I have a whole bunch of my saved, and so this is the one that came up, and I did feel good about it. Yeah, if you wanted to do something to get people to like really take a break and look at that, then uh, after the flow of love, you could do something like contemplate this quote from Plotinus, or consider this quote from Plotinus. So I should think about that uh, if I want to. Yeah, yeah, you can instruct the reader there to c- carefully consider what Plotinus has to say about this because it's it's a profound statement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Now we're into Mary, Mary's Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? Okay. So, um so, so, so I, I pulled out the old quote. Um, I have it on hold if I wanted it again, so I'll just pull that one out then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then it's several paragraphs down that starts with logic would say. Uh, this is within Mary? Yeah. Several paragraphs down. Got it. Okay. Okay, and then you got in here, and I'm just like, okay, wow. All right, so he's going to try to sneak this new term in on me that I really like, dialectic discovery. Yeah. And just like drop that like a piece of manna from heaven and move on very nonchalantly down the road. (laughs) 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 And? (laughs) Shame on you. (laughs) <laughs> I need to put more in there. <laughs> okay, so 
I want to make sure I understand what you're saying here. Okay, so dialectic discovery you consider an aspect of philosophy or psychology. You know, um, I was going to mention this, and this is the time to mention it. Um, we, we, uh, I, I listened to a, uh, a, a Ayurvedic uh, psychiatrist who is um, Indian and was uh, just the most delightful woman, and she's actually may consider to join our clinic and fill one, one, one of the spots. And she believes in all the stuff that I do, but it does it through uh, the Ayurvedic concepts. And so she was doing a primer on Ayurvedic philosophy. And I was just like, oh, my God, you believe all the same stuff that my book is about, all the stuff that I've learned, and you have a Indian philosophy to support that. And I was just soaking it up with, with um, sugar. And what I learned is that with her delicate description of Ayurvedic philosophy, it's exactly the dialectic philosophy, which I found profound. And when I got an intuition at the time, and I got in a meditation this morning, and I was going to run it by, by you because, you know, I'm always trying to see this as a world book. I don't see this as just for Americans. And, and, and so... What I love is is that the dialectic concepts, which is to basically take science and observation and also intuition and spirit, which is really what, what dialectic is, but Ayurvedic does the exact <coughs> same thing. Mm-hmm. So what I was going to do was to do a little research so that I can just have my own words as I read the intellectual material that I've heard, and add a sentence or two at the beginning during the prologue, that the dialectic concepts are very similar to the Ayurvedic concepts, where you basically use all those different factors. So what I'm trying to do here is is that this is a direct application where science would say that a three-year-old child could not remember this, but I watched her cry for uh, 45 minutes and change her whole life. And that was absolutely profound from my point of view. And it doesn't make any difference what science says. I saw Mm -hmm. that it worked and I saw that she got healed. And I was making the link that those dialectic concepts or those Ayurvedic concepts, there's other disciplines in the world that say the exact same thing, that Mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. Well, what I'm what I was intuiting about this, and don't you love that I just picked up on this and went, okay, <laughs> I must have more of this because I think this is one of your your terms that you have that are 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 key phrase because what what it was triggering for me is that you know I know that somehow or another this book is a is a merging of psychology and philosophy and. I, I, it's like I want to, I want to say, okay, so here you were, uh, not knowing what you were doing at that time, but you as a counselor merged the roots of philosophy, which is someone learned something, and then we have a dialogue about it, so we learn more and consider it more deeply. With, with science, the science of the mind, the science of uh, you know, what we believe to be true about the way that the human brain assimilates information. 
And is it possible for a three three day old infant to have a memory? And three being psychology, which is your your trade. So you merge psychology with science and philosophy, and then you took all those together and you called it dialectic discovery. In science, everything is a theory, but the theory is is created from a hypothesis that comes from um, witnessing how the information flowed in a certain set of circumstances. And from there, they create a theory or hypothesis that they go back into the laboratory to prove um, with reasoning that it actually exists. Philosophy is no different than that, is it? They make an observation, create a theory about it, have dialogues about it to talk about evidence that they find that this actually exists. And with I, I, think, I, I, think, I think what you're saying is, you know, 90% true. I think there's a nuance. Um, and all we have to do is read um, the pro, prologue quote from... Um, you know, uh, Dr. Ralph uh, Inge, and because he talks about this, because, you know, he, he, he actually, in that quote, talks about there is a hypothesis, but in the di- dialectic process is you observe it, and then you actually don't have a theory, and you just observe and ask more questions, actually. Um, okay. And, 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 and from that, you pose that for everyone to discuss. And so it, 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 it's a free-flowing process because, in essence, I'm not trying to defend, and, and I've had this happen hundreds of times in my, in, in, in my office. Um, you know, like I, I've had clients where I do a past life regression, and where they find the past life, it's directly related to their core issue. They have an amazing healing um, and then their brain says, well, I could have made that up. Mm-hmm. And I said, you could have. Um, it doesn't make any difference because do you feel better? Well, yes, I do. Let's just mm-hmm. not, not even question it and just, just hold the possibility that mm-hmm. you were able to find that and that you feel better and just run with what you have and don't let your brain talk yourself out of that. And I'm not going to give you a theory that you either have to take a stance for or against. I've done the same thing with, you know, women and kids and young men that have been sexually abused, and 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 some and somebody ends up like saying, well, um, I could have been making this up, and 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 I, I offer them the same thing. It doesn't make any difference if it's real. That that that's why I'm not going to recommend that you talk to your dad about this. Let's just heal this because lawyers are just going to give you shit and are going, going to argue with you and probably re-abuse you. And, and so let's just heal that and go forward with your life. You know? and, and so all of my clients don't go into court, uh, don't try to confront their parents or whatever happened, and they just heal it and go on with their life and not re-traumatize themselves. Okay. Okay. So, so here's what I was hearing. As you were as you were saying that, so dialectic discovery is not about proving it is fact. It is about assimilating information that leads to healing and growth. 
whether true or false. Well, it doesn't make any difference if it's true or false because the yeah. because the because the presence of the healing is all that you need to believe. Right. Right. And and how it happened doesn't make any difference. And that allows spirit, it allows intuition, it allows magic, it it it, it allows you to make something up that you don't have to actually justify to some OCD, PhD, um, cognitive therapy dude that's going to argue tooth and nail that that shit was all made up, which is what they do, um, mm-hmm. and then kill it. Yeah, and then it doesn't, it, but the whole point is it doesn't matter if it's made up or not. Right, because it actually works. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and the only proof is, is do you feel better? Do you, did you feel in, in, enlivened and if you do then let it go to me that's what dialectic discovery or the process that how he were that and I just coined the I just put the word discovery after that you know well bravo 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 okay well thank you so so I'm hearing that I should expand on that I think it's very important for you to expand on that. And then I think it's very important for you to put like a little comment next to it to uh, make sure that we insert that into the uh, the uh, introduction. Oh, the concept dialect, uh, dialectic discovery? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah actually, I... And, I... And, if we're, and if we're talking about other other people like when we get to the one uh the guy that was in the plane crash we need to insert that term there i think we need to insert that i think that term is going to just like dovetail into your your client uh stories that we have inside the book and i think that dialectic discovery is also going to go into when we get to the very end and we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, if I was Dorothy's counselor, if I had a dialectic discovery conversation with Dorothy, I would have, I would have led her to yada, yada, yada. I'm well, super I'm excited about that, this. That, that, you know, you feel the importance of it. And I, I, I did really have fun with it when I thought of it. Um, and so I'll try mm-hmm. to expand on it. Okay. I'll try. I will, right. actually. And and so my intention actually was to go back into the pro 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 prologue, and put a sentence or two reference in that the dialectic process is very similar to the Ayurvedic process, and then I'll just link the, what what they are. So it isn't just an ancient weird word; it's actually a five thousand year old um, science that. Other people have seen that this is the way it, it, it needs to be. I don't think you should put Ayurvedic in. I don't. Really? I don't think it lends any more to the credentials of the process. I actually think it lessens the power of it. Okay. Because really what we're talking about, it, it doesn't matter if someone finds it similar to another process or not. It doesn't make it more valuable that way. What makes it valuable is that you've been able to identify what this term is that you have naturally done with client after client for years. 
you know, people think that psychology is about unraveling the mind and in the hidden motivations within us that make us do the things that we do and finding that kernel of truth. Oh, yes, I was abused as a child and this is why I'm so fucked up. Or, you know, I went to war and I saw my friend die and that's why I'm so fucked up now. You know, there's nothing in there that's healing. But if you go through this process of dialectic discovery, the mind has already let go of that problem by, you know, burying it somewhere to where you can't retrieve it. And then when you do retrieve it, if it's a dialectic discovery, you know, it allows someone the process of, of creating a, a vision around whatever occurred, they don't have to own that vision and make it who they are. Instead, they can use that vision so that they can see the way that they do based on like a storyline that they're following and then they can let it go. They don't have to own it. The only thing they have to own is that they feel better. So it's like, wow, psychology is about finding the truth, but sometimes psychology is about writing a, uh, writing a new story inside your mind about who you are. Right. Well, I thought you articulated a bit of that very well and you gave me goosebumps. Good job. Okay, good. Well, listen back to the recording then when you get ready to <laughs> get ready to read that, uh, rewrite that, you know. Uh, but I think it's really key, and I was super excited about that when I saw it. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Now I'm moving all the way to uh, the paragraph that starts with wanting affection. That's just before the Plato quote, he whom love touches does not walk in darkness. Got it. Okay. I had I had a problem with the sentence, uh, wanting affection from others but, falling, but failing to love oneself has become a problem with ec- epidemic portions. And my, my problem with that sentence was, I think it's always been a problem. <laughs> I don't think it's a new thing. <laughs> I laugh because it is such an easy thing for me to do to just say yes, and I'll just change the word to always. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, now next sentence. Once we once we truly understand, I'm like, okay, where is it understand or is it once we truly uh, consistently acknowledge or once we consistently wait, 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 acknowledge. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Um, I was typing and I couldn't multitask at that point. Where are you now? The, the next sentence. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's understand. I think it's more like consistently acknowledge. Oh, you know, actually I was struggling with with that with that word. So I'm happy that you're coming up with one that you prefer. No problem yeah. either. Yeah, take out the truly and say once we consistently acknowledge how deeply we are loved. Yeah, I have to type with one finger. I, I must do it all the time as it is, but um, <laughs> it's even worse when I have to hold my thing. Okay, so I'll, I have that set in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got it? Yeah. All right, great, great. 
Um, let's see. Now we're moving to chapter nine. You're searching? No, I'm I'm waiting. Are you on nine? I'm on the second paragraph. Releasing oh, perception. Oh, 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 I, 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 yeah, that, that's just another column. I, I, I don't take calls when I'm talking to you. Oh. So, so, okay. so where, where, where are we? Releasing perceptions. Second paragraph, chapter nine. Oh, in chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Good. Got it. Okay. I I was having trouble with the sentence just so simplifying everything because I don't think mindfulness is quite um, this simplistic. Releasing perceptions of the world commonly accepted by society or our mind's eye is often necessary to connect to our soul, unity, and eventually henesis because it's like my my perception is that we're always connected to our soul, and we're always connected to to unity, even if we don't know that we are. So, and is it releasing perceptions? I, I just had a lot of feelings about this sentence. Well, well, you know, I think this is one. Well, maybe a short discussion will probably solve it. Um... See, I think we're looking at it from, from we're saying the same thing, but from different angles. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, as a psychotherapist, all I do is help people release their perceptions that are mm-hmm. illusions um, and and their delusions, and so those are mental uh, uh, illusions that they have that prevent them from connecting to oneness. And so that ability, and to me what mindfulness is, being able to return to our soulfulness. And so the mental, um, so so all the practices are designed to get out of our mind and go back into our heart. Because, for example, uh, with, with the thing with Mary and the dialectic discovery, a perception that is would be held by the scientific community is no three-year-old child could remember that. And frankly, I've had people say that to me when I've told that story. And I get every one of them to shut up. I carefully listen to what they're saying. And it says, I can't imagine that a three-year-old child could do it. And I says, you know, it really surprised me too, but here's what happened. She cried uncontrollably for all this length of time, and her whole life changed. And then everyone kind of thinks about that, and, and, and they go into wonder, and it's a cool thing. So to me, that perception is what I'm speaking about, that we have these uh, beliefs that pull us away from oneness. Oftentimes our our society pulls us into crazy ideas that don't work, and we have to find our own connection to our soul and our heart to find something that feels more intuitively correct. That's what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to speak about. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really connection to our soul? So is it really the connection? 
you know, I'm happy to change the words. I stumble with, you know, um, trying to articulate all this as well, you know. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm open to a different way to word that. But but do 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 you understand the first thought that I have? Yeah, I do. You know, that, that, I do. That, that we have mental thoughts that pull us away, and then when we can release them, then we can kind of fall to our natural rhythm that is our kind of intuitive soul connection. Um, mm-hmm. More often than not, that that's what what I find is that people are very in, intuitive, and they have to let go of these, you know, uh, cultural or ethnic or religious beliefs that are crazy. Um, and then this intuitive part just naturally already knew what they needed to do, but they were were, were being loyal. So I use the word connection, but I'm, you know. I'm happy to change that word. Okay, we have play this a little bit. To intuit our soul or or okay. align. Oh. Yeah. Let me let me start the sentence and then I'll get to the I'll get to the to the soul in a minute. So I I think what you said uh, the releasing word it. it uh, wasn't doing it for me. So if I if I were to write something like letting go of our most precious perceptions of how the world works that are commonly accepted by our society, how does that feel to you? That's I'm not done with the sentence yet. Uh, here, maybe I'll try a speakerphone. Just 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 a minute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Because then uh, I'd love being able to type it in as you say it because I, I liked it. Could, could okay. you say that again? Yes. Letting go of our most precious perceptions okay. of how the world works that are commonly accepted by our society I I and then I think I take out or our mind's eye Yeah that, that that's fine um here I I'm at uh I am not a fast typer Okay, uh, I, I'm up to society. Okay, is often necessary. So we're letting go, and all that's often necessary. And now, now I'm to the connect board. Now I can play with this just a little bit. Often necessary to okay. Oh gosh, that. That word connect is actually hurting my head right now. Whatever is trying to come in, <laughs> um, and society is often necessary to to listen. How about is often necessary? Period. Then mindfulness is not merely 
And then I'd start that sentence with but, but mindfulness. All right, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we say these things so often throughout the book, it's not like it has to be said every single, every other minute. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But mindfulness is not merely mental mastery. But mindfulness is not merely mental mastery, period. Uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, remember when I was chan- chan- channeling Buddha, and I have to admit, that sen- that that last half of that sentence is a direct quote from him. I actually loved it when when I heard it <laughs> because it was directly said from him. So that that's where that comes from, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so I should let that go then. Is what you're saying? I think so. Okay, and because I, I I I find it, it there is a part of me that's that gets annoyed because you get so many people telling how it should work, and they're even in you know, the Buddhist people and they're saying this is how it works, and I was so you know, perhaps it was my own stuff, but all the Buddhist books that I read um, in my 90s, um, and maybe that was my take, but I, I always knew that they said, oh, it's not a big deal, but but they kept on saying the same thing over and over and over. And I can't tell you how many people besides myself would read those books and think that they failed and they give up um, mindful meditation because they can't do it. And mm-hmm. and, and, and And I'm going to be talking about how the Buddhists are, are correct. It's a very important way to do it, but it's an actually an advanced way to do it. And there's so many other ways that I will try to teach people. And that's what I do in my office, is that trying to be empty is one of the most difficult ways to do it. And I'm going to teach you some other ways that can incorporate that your mind is busy and there's things you can do about that. And there's a purpose why your mind is busy and you could try this. Rather than trying to space it away and make it all go away. So I have an attitude about that. If you can tell. Yeah, I can tell. And I've got a solution. What's that? Okay. okay. So you, you just make that line just like a staccato. But mindfulness is not merely mental mastery, period. And then okay. you bring that, that next paragraph up a little bit so it becomes a longer paragraph. Mindfulness as a practice has gained immense popularity and thus garnered many... Um, and has and has grown to include many practices about what to do and what not to do. There you go. Okay, has grown to what? Has grown to include many practices about what to do and what not to do. Yeah, okay. There you go. How's that? Good. Okay. Then uh, the next sentence, the word mindfulness itself is a bit of a misnomer. I'm fine with that until we get to just after on earth is to become, uh, I don't want to use the word embody, to become soulful. That's fine. Okay. And then I would like to offer a dialectic discussion. Can you do dialectic discovery? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) 
Okay. I, I, I right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so now uh, we're going to the If Hansel and Gretel Practice Mindfulness. And it's several paragraphs down that starts with the mind. Right. Okay, the mind is the tool we use. Um, it's either a tool, because I think it's one of many, I don't yeah. think it's the only one, or, or do we even want to call it a tool? It could be the mind is what we use. Yeah, you, you know, I, I'm open to it. You know, again, that's how the channel came to me. Um, and uh, so I, you know, I'm willing to change that. I think it's trying to link, you know, the fact that we are dedicated to our minds and we have to learn to live with our soul. Um, uh, mind is the vehicle. Is is a vehicle? I wouldn't use vehicle. Yeah, I'm. I'm but but I, I think the only thing that's important to to me is the mind is of the physical world, and therefore right. it's uh, secondary. Okay, so say that the mind is of the physical world. Is of the physical world. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But the soul is of the spiritual world. But the soul is, okay. All right, we could go a little bit further here. Uh, The mind is of the physical world, but our soul comes from, but our soul comes from the spiritual world. Um, I don't think it's so much a world. But our soul is not of the earth. That That's what I would say there. But that might not be I, I, quite I right. Think, I think with the new, new nuance that, that I, I would like to see if we could hold on to is, is that... Um, just like the um uh, indigenous people in australia um that you know that that the dream time is actually here in the physical world, and that the mm-hmm. real world is our spiritual world um, yeah so so i'm I'm actually happy to change it, but I would love to not just have it like. Okay, the mind is the physical and the soul is the spiritual, and and not kind of add a little layer that it's more important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not saying it has to be the reality or the truth or whatever. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Let me but, reject these real quick and see. I I I, I want a stronger flashlight on that. If, <laughs> um, okay. Our our, our soul comes from this 
spiritual world. You know, I the, 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 there was this phrase, and it's somewhere in the book, and, and I know I was doing it recently over the weekend, but it's kind of like, like the only thing you can take with you after your death is love, you know? Right, right. But your right. soul is what holds that. So, so our soul, you know, is the only thing that we take with us along with our love, you know, um, that's more important than that our mind that dies. Okay, so I think what you're saying is the mind is of the physical world and therefore mortal. Right? But our soul... But our soul is much more complex. And, comma, I would say... Immortal. Immortal. Yes. Then I'm happy. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) I can tell you're happy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we all choose to play the spiritual game. It's 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 several paragraphs down. Oh, good. Then then the information about system sour was okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, we all choose to play the spiritual game of hide-and-seek on earth to return to unity. Um, our soul's vertical spiral path toward the divine is called ascension and dissension in Western philosophy. Um, I'm wondering, do we need that? Do we need those two sentences? Well, I mean, for you to ask it, obviously you don't think so. I, I, I basically loved it when, when I was re because re, re, I, I found this about, I don't know, about four weeks ago or a month ago. And, and then and then um, it, it drew, drew my roots from all my uh, philosophy readings over the decades. And, and I love the concept that in the Western philosophy it's ascension and in the eastern it's expansion and contraction and so it's a vertical philosophy in the west and a horizontal which just makes it all more oneness and in that it doesn't make any difference if it's east or west and it doesn't make any difference if it's up or down or expansion or you know contraction i love the concept that they're different and yet it's saying the same thing and it still doesn't even pin it down and it creates a spice that you can do it whatever way you want and 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 it's okay so that's what i was trying to say okay well i didn't get that from from the from the sentences 
So, um, so, so is that concept that I just said desirable to have? And then, and then I could try to reword that. Um, I. Why do you think that the reader needs it here? Well, I'm very aware that the book is uh, becoming very big. And so, um, you know, usually we talk about added things. And so, you know, I'm willing to... This isn't a huge deal. It's a little um, cute concept that I adore, but I don't need to have it. There's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of things I I like that I don't have in this book. So (laughs) (laughs) about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's like okay because you know it's like I would I would fall down a rabbit rabbit hole into into another another thought because we're we're talking about transcending pain we're we're talking about becoming more soulful and uh, still honoring our humanness our humanity and we're talking about being a dance. And but now we're talking about it being in a game of hide and seek. It's just like there's we're mixing too many metaphors together. And then that's where I think the reader could get confused. Well, I mean, the, I mean, um, let, let, me, let me just be clear with you. I I, I get that. Um, I I do now. I'm moving with the into the concept of hide and seek. Um, I really believe that's what we're doing here. Um, mm-hmm. And and I've been teaching it for my clients a lot for a long time, you know, in, in that um, we are one with God and we mm-hmm. forget who we are and we go into the wilderness to find a way home, just like Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that concept, I think, still has some important still. I'm willing to take out the um, Western, Eastern, vertical and horizontal concept. Are you recommending that the hide-and-seek has to go then too? Well, what I would say is, um, you know, you might might do the (coughs) hide-and-seek a little sooner and say samasara is a game of hide-and-seek that must be played on earth. Okay. So I you can could play with it up there instead of down there. All right, that's fine. And then if I take out those two sentences, and then, um, then do I take out mindful meditation is an effective path? Um, mindful meditation is an effective path. Um, well, see, I'm I'm not. Um, I don't think you need that. I think you just need that. Mindfulness is an effective path. Period. Do you need a why? There, I'm not sure. And then, actually, I would go, this is what I would do. Let me just do it real quick, and then I'll tell you what I've done, okay? Sure. Okay. 
You you if you wanted to, you could just I'm, pop. I'm still I'm still playing. <laughs> okay, so here here's what I've got. Um, Samsara is a game of hide and seek on Earth, and I'll and I'm, let me back up a minute. I'll I'll email this to you in just a minute, okay? Yeah. Samsara is a game of hide and seek on Earth with our uh, a game of hide and seek on Earth with our. I messed this up. Hang on. Samasara is a game of hide and seek on earth with our soul. Now, Samasara is a game of hide and seek with our soul on earth. That's it. Samasara is a game of hide and seek with our soul on earth because without the game, no reason would exist for us to be here on earth. Otherwise, we would just remain in hypnosis with the divine. Mindful meditation is an effective way, is an effective path to find our way to transcend the game and cease using the crutch of bread of the breadcrumbs of our delusion. That that's how I, that's that's what I was feeling. Very good. I, okay. I like that. That's great. Okay, let me plop that in the email real quick. Thank you. You're welcome. Whew. Whew. Okay. As far as we can hide and seek with our soul on earth because without the game, no reason would exist for us to be here on earth. Otherwise, we would just remain in henesis with the divine. Mindful meditation is an effective path to find our way to transcend the game and cease using the crutch, crutch of breadcrumbs. Crutch of breadcrumbs. Of the breadcrumbs of our delusions. Okay. All right. You can play with it a little bit more. That concept is there. Oh, that was heavy duty. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me see what else I have in here. Um. Okay. All right. Chapter 10, Behavior. Uh, behavior, um, which paragraph or... Oh, oh, right, oh I, I see. I'm, I'm scolded. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real estate professionals have three memorable rules for success, location, location, location. And this following short sentence is an equally important suggestion towards realizing unity. We are what we do. Maybe I said this was okay earlier, but now, or maybe I didn't. Because I remember going over this before, because real estate has three rules, location, location, location. So if it was an equally important suggestion towards realizing unity, it would be, Da, 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 and da. We are what we do, we are what we do, we are what we do. Well, we do, act, we are, we do, we are, we do, we are. So, act, it, it, you know, uh, here, I, I can maybe help with, with you. Um, 
You know, I it was interesting because I also thought, you know, that's only half of what I teach people. And, and because here's what I actually teach is that I talk about the location, location, lo- location. And the three rules of um, relationship is I, I teach is behavior, behavior, behavior. Okay, that's what that's what we need there. Okay, and um, and then I can maybe change it from three three rules of rather than of behavior. I can kind of change that to three rules of what. Well, of success again in life is behavior, behavior, behavior. Yeah, yeah. All right, and, and I'll, I'll play with that because I got a glitch too because it was missing the other half of what I teach, and then so that I could just add that sentence and then the rest could flow. Then maybe. Yeah, yeah. I actually had my own intuitive hit on that one. I just uh, said, "Well, you you authorized it, so I should just defer." So I'm happy you caught that. Mhm. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd I'd, I'd lead it with something like for the psychologist or the psychologist would say the three rules are behavior, behavior, behavior. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was looking at that I was like, "Wow." I remember talking about it, but this isn't what I remembered, so. Yeah, right. Somehow that got dropped off, and then I, and you found it, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. Okay. Did I get anything in 11? I don't think I got into 11. Oh, wait a minute. I did. Okay. Okay, I'm scrolling to 11. Okay. And it's, it's my page 135. And it begins with passive anger, the paragraph does. Here, let me scroll down to what? What's the heading um, on top um, of? Let's see. Corrupted. Uh, passive anger corrupts. It's about. So I, I'm. I'm scrolling down from, um, uh, is it under corrupted anger as the heading? No, passive anger corrupts is the heading. Okay, got it. And then and then, which is the paragraph itself? It's five paragraphs down, starting with passive anger illicit, aggressive. Got it. Okay. Let's see, when we, it, it's really interesting because when we change to people who twist every negative and they howl, there's something in there that, that uh, is accusatory. We're talking about someone who's accusatory anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. Well, it, it, it was okay. like... If, if we twist every negative event into evidence of our victimiza- victimization, plead innocence, and always demand support, we can infuriate people around us. It, it's almost like it needs to be a we there, and it, 
and it makes it easier to digest. Because otherwise, I'm looking for okay. Well, I'm looking. I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking at other people in my world. Who are those son of a bitches that are just pissing me off so bad? <laughs> and I'm guilty of that. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so I, I get so so I should change it to our victimization, or 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 or, or actually when when we every. <laughs> I think I would start with if we twist. Okay. No, I actually, this is a nice nuance because um, at times you have caught me with my judgmental tones. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, I accept that. Yeah. I, I That's the feedback I got from my partners for sure. Uh, of our victimization. Complete, innocent, and just forget always and demand support. Or well, always. I would, I would say if we twist, and then evidence of our victimization, our there. Yeah. And then pleading, innocent. Yes. And then after support, we will infuriate others. That's a nice and uh, and how betrayal. I just make it into a nice long sentence there. And how betrayal if anyone disagrees with us, uh, slightly disagrees with us. So 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 put and how betrayal after demands. Yes. No no I'm sorry. Um, so. After demand, demand support, comma, we will infuriate others and how betrayal if anyone slightly disagrees with us. Got it. Nice. Touch. Okay. Yeah, and then the next sentence I would I would write, have you caught yourself in this phenomenon? <laughs> As opposed to agree with me at these sons of a bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Got it. Very very good. Okay, and then I just add the word situation into the next sentence. This situation challenges the, or challenges our ability to become an objective observer resisting This challenges our ability to become an, an objective observer. Yeah. And then resist or actively. Yeah. Resisting either actively or metaphorically. 
Kick it. I, well, then I can skip the word come, right? Yeah. And the comma. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. It's a okay. nice word. Yeah, yeah. Just play with that a little bit more. Just make sure that tense is all the way the same through. So we're looking at ourselves, not looking for the assholes in the world, because we will find them. You know. <laughs> and and if not, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm skipping down to anger begets anger and love begets love. Um, how many paragraphs is that? Is how far are you going? We'll see. Um, let's see. There's the Socrates quote. Then one, two, three. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm after corrupted anger. Sorry. It's after corrupted anger. The heading, first paragraph begins with anger is best. Second right. is anger begets. Got it. Okay, and I'm I'm sure there's many people try to disassociate humans. I would I would say humans will try or something like that. I don't want to I don't want it to be like us looking for a sector of the public to put this on. Oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. A natural tendency of a human is to try to disassociate. Same right. Um, okay. Same idea. Yeah. Nicer. Yep. Okay, great. And then um, a few more paragraphs down. One, two, three. Knife seduce. I don't think a knife can seduce. Um... So I just have trouble with that sentence. I see. But, um, I, but I but I get what you're saying. But sometimes uh, like I don't think yeah, it's possible for it to seduce. Yeah, it's so tempting to use these knives um, because they can quickly solve your problem. Um, well, I, yeah, holding a knife can feel empowering. Actually, that I'm happy to say it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can mull. Yep. I know some people like that have those knives. Yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah, done they're it. Just like a, oh. a frightened, they're just a frightened little puppy growling in the corner, you know? That's all. And that's all I have. How about that? I mean, the rest of eleven is is okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I you know, that the, there was a lot of work in here, obviously, and uh, so I'm really happy mm-hmm. that things you found were pretty minimal. And I changed a bunch of quotes as well. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I, I'm, I'm kind of preempting, you know, because I heard you loud and clear that the quotes needed to be directly one-to-one with the current situation. I realized there were times where the quote was 20% or 50% there, but not all the way there. And, um, right. but, but then when I saw some of these other, other quotes and I was using my intuitive stuff, you know, some of these uh, Rumi quotes and, uh, were just perfectly dead on. Um, yeah. And, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay a 50 or 100, 100, 100 bucks to have that be more accurate. And awesome. and 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 I took out the two that you put put in there, the the Will Bowen one because I I feel like um, I wanted to have the ancient philosophers be the only ones that I use. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm not married to any of the quotes. Okay, good. So All right. and I and I kind of don't pay so much attention to editing those and whether they belong or not. Because I feel like I'll be doing that as I go through. Add some other, other add, yeah, and I'm trying to preempt it because I know that um, this is my last shot, so I might, I might as well get my best shot first, and not my last, but my uh, do my best first, and then we'll see what we do afterwards. Because a, a lot of the things, you know, I, you know, I've been told over and over and over over again to listen to you, and um, and I do, and I really do see the wisdom with what you're saying, and. And even when we kind of have a little discussion, it's really easy, and you know, there's a, a middle ground that's really easily found. You know, that, and that's mm-hmm. nice on that. Yeah, it's because we come we come with such a level of mutual respect. Yeah, good. And so, we know each other. <clears throat> we know each other pretty well now, too. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know. You you know kind of everything that's happening with me. Um, on on a brief note at work, things are calming down still. Um, I had a good weekend of my my wife uh, took the lion's share of uh, puppy patrol. Um, th- this weekend I have um, some dual responsibilities. I have to get my taxes done this weekend, so there'll be some mm-hmm. time that I have to get done. I have an accountant do it. Uh, do it in the final form, but it still takes me about five to eight hours to get all my stuff done. Um, yeah. And 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 then my um, wife is is going to compete in the Wisconsin uh, Masters Swim Meet this weekend, so she's going to be gone for most of the weekend, and so I'll be doing puppy stuff in between um, my work. Uh, but my intention is to write all weekend. My goal then is to get the taxes done and then uh, get up to 15, you know, and, and get at the minimum exactly where I'm at to create um, the new work that has to be done to finish. Okay, um, beautiful. And then I I will um, make the fixes that you said. I'm happy that uh, they're, it's working. And so do you think I could take a vacation in October? Yeah, I think you can. Because um, you know, I the book is by far the most important thing, and, um, and I think you can go in October. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can. Yeah, the, I see. I see two more uh, time-consuming things on your part, which is to finish up the synopsis in chapter fifteen, and then to write a little bit of a fairy tale about the tree. Right. The tree that knows everything and uh, has the ability to communicate 
keeps its mouth shut, just kind of watches everything going on, you know. Um, but I think I think those are the two big things that you have to do. Well, well, actually, there's another thing because I have to write up um, the um, breathing method in the addendum. Uh huh. Um, so I have, you know, my first attempt, but I think I, I have to rewrite that um, and then do an intro with it. Um, so I'm, so I, I know that that's there. Um, and and then at some point, you know, once you do your edits and you feel um, comfortable, then I know that there's like two or three edits beyond that. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's the quotes, there's the poem, I guess your partner... And then the quote, um, the perfect quote person <laughs> that makes mm-hmm. them all in form. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can do yeah, that over summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We sure can. But I think you're okay with taking an October vacation. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it, it's been really, really fun because I, 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 I suspect I was an oracle and Delphi, and I can't wait to go there, actually, um, and feel into that place, actually. Yeah, I'm a little envious of you going there before I ever get to make it there. Uh, (laughs) I've had that want and desire to go for a long time, and we've just never been able to to swing it. You know, schedule-wise, and, you know, it's not an inexpensive trip, so maybe someday... Yeah, well, I'm sure that you'll have a chance. Uh, you know, I think it's a matter of just choice. I know, I know that I planned on doing it 30 years ago. Um, actually, 31. I I, I just mm-hmm. met met my wife and um, for a couple of months, and I knew I knew that it was really um, going someplace. And so, um, <laughs> a, a side side story. So so this was my dream vacation. I spent five. I, I got five weeks off. I saved every blessed dime that I had, and I went to Europe for five weeks and didn't know a soul. Oh, wow. And just wow. And, and my goal was to own, to move on to the next place, and as soon as I wasn't happy, and I met amazing people, just an amazing trip, and I spent a couple of weeks in uh, Greece, of course. And um, so I'm in I'm in uh, Santorini, and just seeing that it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been, and um, thinking that uh, I I need to bring my wife to be here to uh, propose to her. So during during the whole t- trip, um, I was basically buying her gifts, but also Christmas gifts for my sisters and other people. So then I mm-hmm. sent back uh, to my own home. But but uh, Nancy was living in my home because she had this crazy little space, and so I said you could just stay at, at my place. So then when I sent her this pa- care package, and mm-hmm. it was a deal for, 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 for me because I didn't have much money and I sent it from Rome, I think. And it was just packed with shit. And so she opens it up and thinks it's all for her. Uh, and she's wearing it and she's happy and it's really cool to her. And then I come back and, 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 and I find out like, oh God, some of those were Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so it was a cute thing. So so it's a real uh, me meaningful thing for both of us is that, you know, we can actually go back and we'll go to Santorini and have that uh, that time that kind of dreamed about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. many years ago. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I'll 
I'll be here waiting for you on Monday. Okay, great. And I appreciate all of your help and work. And um, thank, thanks again. I, I'm just so tickled that it's flowing more. And there's something about going these last two months where I reread this book and started over mm-hmm. again. I knew this had to be done, but this has been a slog, you know, at times, you know, to, to redo it all again. And um, But mm-hmm. I know it had to be done, and I feel really comfortable because I know that there's it's going to be easier with 12, 13, and, and 15 with the work because I know how hard we worked on that recently to make that good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that triggered us to go back to the front of the book. So I think it'll be good. Right. And and, and, and it was interesting because um, there were many times where I heard your voice um, and, and said, you know what, she's taught me that this is not good and I cannot recognize that even though we approved it, even she approved it, it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm proud of us. Yeah, well, thanks again. All right, have a great weekend. Have you fun too. with the puppy. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. And Bye. and you, you should get your checks on. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.